Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Love Talk Radio. All I need is one mic, one beat, one stage, one nigga front my face on the front page. Only if I had one gun, one girl, and one crib, one God to show me how to do things as sun did pure. Like a cup of virgin blood, mixed with 151, one sip will make a nigga flip. Writing names on my hollow tips, plotting shit, mad violence, who I'm going body. This hood politics acknowledge it. Leave bodies chopped up in garbage. Seeds watch us, grow up and try to follow us. Police watch us, roll up and try knocking us. One knee. I just could it be my time is up with my love I got up the cops shot again bus stop glass burst a fiend drops a Heineken ricocheting between the spots that I'm hiding in blacking out I shoot back fuck getting hit this is my hood I'm a rat to the death of it to everybody come on little niggas is grown hood rats don't abortion your wound we need more warriors soon sent from the stars sun and the moon and it's like a police chase the street sweepers and coppers sick up kids with no conscience leaving victims with doctors if you really think you're ready to die All powers to oppressed people, African power to an African people, and black power. It's your brother and host, National Chairman, People's Black Panther Party for Self-Defense, Self-Determination. I'm tripping. I'm tripping today. I'm tripping today. Bear with me. We went on last week. I'm just so excited about being back today. My travels had us where we couldn't come on. So we're coming back today. People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination. You know my saying. I'm the African communalist. Unity and solidarity ensures our continuance, ensures our longevity, ensures our success and empowerment and liberation as a people where individualism will only spell certain death, doom, and destruction for the African masses here in America. What's going on, family? It's good to be on, man, and it's good to be, you know, um, with everybody and talking to everybody and to have this opportunity to share exchanges, ideas, opinions, critiques, and criticisms because not all the time do we share the same ideas, nor the same philosophy, ideology in life, or in the methodology of liberating African people. But this is the people's show. It is an opportunity for us as Africans here in America who participate in the liberation struggle to have our voice heard, you know, and we respect every opinion. We don't always accept every opinion, but we respect every opinion. And why this long opening this time is because tonight, will be an explosive show. Tonight is a show that I promise you there will be some emotions, 
some sentiment that may be all over the place, but it is sincere, and it is the opinions and views of um, us and coming from different perspectives of African people. What's tonight's show? Tonight's show is, did we have a choice in slavery? And I don't think I need to explain where the whole concept came up. This Kanye statement or the statement that Kanye uh, Kanye West made is surrounded by controversy. It is full of controversy. We have, you know, um, various views and opinions on it. We have, um, you know, I've talked to so many different segments of society from in the African, amongst the African people, from, um, you know, you know, the brothers and sisters in the street to uh, more uh, well-to-do, for lack of better words, well-to-do members of, 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 of our community as African people here in America. And the views have varied. And I have gone back and forth in my, you know, in my assessment of it and in my take of it, because I think it is a very controversial statement, but at the, nonetheless, it has done what I think the main thing has done is it opened up a discussion. It has allowed us to be able to examine slavery from various roles and various angles and different perspectives and to expose some of our concepts on slavery and how we viewed ourselves during slavery and even now, and even now. Because the first thing is, you know, speaking for me, when I heard the statement instinctively, I was upset. I mean, I was irate. I was like, how could anybody make such an asinine, ignorant ass, uninformed statement as to say slavery was a choice? And then, you know, I began to talk to people about it. And I was angry and I was emotional all over the place. And I began to talk to some people that said, hey, but you ain't going to look at it this way. You know what I'm saying? Did we have a choice? Not saying that the choices were easy choices, but did we have a choice? Does the white man have that much power to eliminate our choice? Did he have, and what about the people who jumped overboard during the transatlantic um, um, trip? across the Atlantic, to head to the shores of North America. Did they make a choice? You know what I'm saying? Was their choice taken? What was that called? What about, you know, I read some posts that people say, well, you know, Harriet Tubman and Nat Turner would have killed Kanye. But then, you know, like um, someone pointed out, wasn't that a choice to go against Harriet Tubman? Didn't she make a choice? Nat Turner, didn't he make a choice? And the other countless slave rebellions, numerous slave rebellions and revolts, that, you know, aren't even mentioned in history books or those that we just don't know about that have been mentioned in the cross, and we haven't run across them in our studies, or I haven't personally run across them in our studies. Weren't those choices? What about the Seminole, you know, the 100-year Seminole War? You know what I'm saying? The Maroon Societies, the people, the people that chose or the people that ran away from slavery. Wasn't that a choice? And we're not saying, and like the brother pointed out, and I hope the brother comes on. That's why I said it's going to be very controversial. Like the brother was saying, and he can articulate it a lot better than I could, his position on it, but like the thing he was saying, we're not saying that was a right or wrong. We're not looking down on people who may have made the choice, if there was a choice to be made, to stay on the plantation, not to run, not to um, fight in any particular manner that other slaves choose to revolt and rebel in, 
You know, we're not saying that that choice was any less. We're saying that they had a choice. And I was like, man, wow, that's interesting. Then I went to the movies and saw a movie called Traffic, and it was about sex trafficking and the women that were, you know, being, I mean, it was a crazy movie. You know, these women were being kidnapped and, you know, put in and, and forced to do sex trafficking. And my comrade asked me, she was like, well, did they have a choice? Was it their choice to sell their body? Was it their choice? Did they have a choice? And the way the movie was depicted, you know what I'm saying? There, if there was a choice, I couldn't see the choice. And I'm saying that, and I'm not saying sex trafficking, I'm not belittling it, but as uh, as compared to slavery, you know what I'm saying? On that type of scale or magnitude, it's like, damn. So if I'm saying they didn't have a choice, what did I really think about? Did we have a choice? Then I began to say, well, damn, did we have a choice? Because at one point in time, I went back, I said, well, maybe it was a choice. may not have been a popular choice. Death is never a popular choice. You know what I'm saying? But we had a choice. And then I saw that movie, I was like, damn, did we have a choice? Then the whole discussion came up between choices and decisions. So I looked, you know, as according to um, the Merriam's, Merriam, I believe it is, dictionary. You know, I was like, well, we speak the white man's language. We might as well, you know, I know people are ask the white man's dictionary, and you go and let the white man defy, but you speak it, and there's no way around it. You're speaking this white man's language. I mean, we can talk all the shit we want, stuff we want to talk. I'm trying to watch my language, not so much that I don't believe in obscenities, but I know this is a children's show, and we have children listening. So let me send a disclaimer for that also. Please, I know this will be an emotional show, a very intense show, but if we can try to the best of our ability to watch our language because we have children listening. We had a father call in to one show and say, hey, I have my 8-year-old daughter listening, and thank you for having these programs. So we do have children listening. So it's not an attempt to censor anyone's language, but just to be conscious that we have little ears listening and learning. And that's what I want to provide. I want this to be a family show, and I want young people to listen and to pick up some things and to be able to walk away knowing that adults can converse and have a dialogue that isn't, is, I don't care if it's necessarily angry, but isn't insulting or offensive to um, African people on the on the air. So, you know, we want to be mindful of that. But, um, saying though but to go back to the initial you know uh initially what i was saying that you know then i began to think okay you know yeah the choice may have been death but it was a hard choice and it's and then that's when the discussion came in was choices versus decisions so i had to look up the word choice and in the definition of the word choice the word decision was found so i'm like okay aren't they synonymous Aren't they one and the same? So it, 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 it raised and posed a lot of questions. I said, I have to have this on the program. This must be a topic of discussion. You know, so we're talking about the choices of slavery. And like I said, I go back and forth on it because, you know, here it is. I see some of our predecessors and some of our ancestors and, and thank the most high, thank the divine, thank the spirit of liberation and, and revolt that I feel like that they had made choices. They had made a choice. Nat Turner had made a choice to rebel and revolt. Harriet Tubman had made a choice. And in a statement, she said, I would have something, and I'm paraphrasing, I know this isn't verbatim the quote, but something to the effect of, if I would have freed 100 more slaves, if only they knew they were slaves. Did they make a choice not to follow 
Mother Moses not to follow Harriet Tubman? Or was there no choice given? And if we didn't have a choice, how do we have choices now? How is it in this day and time we have choices? So if we're saying, you know, one of the arguments was, if we're saying, excuse me, if we're saying we didn't have a choice then, that we, you know, were just, had, you know, just for that we didn't have a choice, that we just whatever. Then how is it that we have choices now? Are we inadvertently saying that all of a sudden the white man said, you know what, now I'm going to give you the opportunity to make choices in your life? Or do we still not have choices? I think this is where it comes in, the whole thing between choices and decisions. Do we still not have choices? Are we just making decisions based on certain choices made for us? I think it gets, I, you know, listen, it gets deep. It gets heavy. And these are things that have to be discussed. So at the very least, I will thank Kanye for opening up this line of discussion for us to begin to have us to really reflect and look on slavery. I think too many times we have allowed people to teach us about slavery, and not just white people, but even these so-called African scholars. And anytime I'm reading a book from Dr. Ben and everybody, this is not knocking any of our African scholars, but I'm reading a book from any scholar, I try to look a little bit into the history of that scholar. What was their motivation and inspiration? If I'm reading a book a scholar has on Islam, I like to look at that, you know, hell, does he hate Muslims? Or if I'm reading something he has on Christians, you know, did the, did the Catholic priest molest them? You know what I'm saying? I mean, what inspired them and motivates them to study history from this perspective? Very rarely have I seen African people look at history objectively. Even I'm guilty of that. I'm, it's hard for me to look at history objectively. You know, I'm a black nationalist revolutionary. So I look at history from a black nationalist revolutionary perspective. It's only natural. So, you know, looking at these these phenomena that affected us as a people, we begin to look at them from what motivates and what fuels us in our day-to-day life. And until we're real about that, until we're honest with ourselves saying, okay, you know what, I'm not as objective as I would like to be, you know what I'm saying? I am looking at it with tinted glasses, which is only natural, natural. Then we never fully get the fullness or the richness or a lot of the lessons out of history. Some of the lessons are missed. This is why I try to practice three principles. I feel like that I teach at the People's Black Panther Party for self-determination, three principles you must have to be in order to join this formation. That's tolerance compassion, and respect for African people. Tolerance, compassion, and respect for African people. Tolerance doesn't always mean acceptance of everything. It means that I will be patient with your view. I will, to the best of my ability, try not to be insulting or offensive, try not to be abusive, try not to be aggressive. I will try to tolerate because I understand that you suffer from post-traumatic slave disorder. I understand that some of the, what, what you're doing are symptoms. You're displaying symptoms of a deeper cause, and that deeper cause of that deeper sickness is the effect of or the trauma of or the implementation of white male supremacy. So I understand you're acting out. It's like a child acting out. It's, it's natural. And compassion because I have a compassion for that. You know, if you see the person that has Tourette's and they're hollering out profanities, 
you know, you have compassion. Once you know what illness affects them, you begin to become compassionate. You're not always on the defensive. You're not always looking to destroy them. But you have a compassion for African people. We will have a compassion. Every other people, but African people. This is what gets me. We are the least compassionate. This all goes ties into the show. Then we have a choice because the whole thing is even with Kanye. I feel sorry for it. I'm compa- I feel bad for a black man that has been put in a position or has put themselves in a position. There again, it goes to this choice. Is he making a choice? Is Kanye making a choice to say, we can say, well, yeah, he has a choice now. Yeah, really? You know what I'm saying? I mean, he may feel like what constitutes a choice. He may feel like this is how I eat. I have to sell out. Negroes ain't buying my, they bootlegging my stuff. You know what I'm saying? They not buying my, or we don't run nothing. Black folks don't run nothing in society. So in order to be success, accepted, in order to be successful, I must go over to the white side. Now, listen to me closely. I'm not saying choices are always right. I don't think that people always make the best choices. Someone told me choices mean that it's going to be um, when you have a choice that it's, it, it, you know, the assumption is that a good outcome is going to come from it. I've made bad choices in my life, and the outcomes have not always been the best. I've made some poor choices, terrible decisions in my life, and the outcomes weren't always the best. So is this a choice that he's making? And if it isn't a choice, shouldn't that Enlisted my compassion, and if it is a choice, I should even be more compassionate at the sickness of this black man who feels like that he has to make such asinine and ignorant-ass statements. So compassion is we have to begin to display and have a compassion for African people. We will be more compassionate towards white people. I've seen it. We defend them. Oh, all white people not racist. Oh, white people ain't like that. Oh, his wife is white. Man, we extend, we exude compassion. We out Martin Luther King, Dr. Martin Luther King, in our tolerance and compassion for white people. So we have to begin to have compassion for African people. When you see African people making statements or acting out in such a manner, know that they are displaying a mental illness. And not a mental illness. Like we go back to these choices, not a mental illness from their own choice. I don't, I don't personally think that we choose to be crazy. And if we do, it's their uninformed choices. We don't know that we're crazy as hell, but that we're wrangled and maneuvered into a position to make these choices that drive us crazy. Therefore, we display the most uh, backwards, um, anti-productive, or counterproductive destructive behavior towards the people. You have to be crazy to do the things that we do that destroys your own people and turn around and embrace overtly and outright, let you know that they despise you as a race and as an individual. But we love them. Thirdly is respect. Respect. We don't respect one another. We don't respect I respect Kanye's opinion. I respect it. I respect the black man. I respect the choices he made. He married a white woman. I respect that. I don't accept it, but I respect every man. See, I can't be a revolutionary and not respect someone's free will. It's an oxymoron. How do you say you're a freedom fighter for liberation of African people, 
free will, you know, the revolutionary, I say all the time, is a humanist. He's a humanist. He or she is a humanist. And what is a humanist? A humanist believes that the highest aspiration is that humanity or the human being should be able to reach their fullest potential without the outside and intentional obstruction and hindrance of that evolution. This is what a humanist is. I believe that every human being should have the right to reach their fullest potential without someone intentionally, deliberately trying to stop that development and that growth as an individual and being an African communally. Communally. So as a revolutionary, as a humanist, as a freedom fighter, how do I not respect someone's right to make free decisions or free choices? And this is what we lack, even in the revolution. I don't I've never I don't know how a revolutionary can be disrespectful. The only time, the only thing feel like now you can respect, I even believe you can beat beat somebody's butt and respect it. Warriors, the warrior code is respect on the battlefield. Ask any true warrior. I'm not just talking about an angry man or angry woman. Hate that nigga. Destroy that nigga. No, I'm talking about true warriors who fight for a cause and not fight for self-glorification or ego or self-grandizement, but fight for a cause. They even respect, to a degree, their enemy. They respect the warrior code. There's a warrior code, respect on the battlefield. And so I've been in, you know, I used to gangbang. There were enemies, or what we used to call the other side, you know what I'm saying? There were cats on the other side that I respect. I didn't accept them. I didn't particularly care for them. But I respected their commitment to their game, the work they were put in. I respect that respect, you know. So there's a, a line of us as African people, we must begin to respect African people. It don't mean you don't have to handle your business, African man and woman. It don't mean you have to handle your business, but even then handling your business, you should handle your business respectfully. And if you're not respecting them, and respect doesn't always necessarily mean a way that you handle them, but respect yourself in the handling of it. See, we get so angry and so crazy, we disrespect ourselves. I used to grip. Or, I ain't gonna say used to, my affiliation is with the Crip Gang. I have no problem with that. The homies, a rip, you know, I holler, I'll send a shout out to the homies. But I can't, it's hard for me to understand why the Crips were putting it out on Kanye. It's hard for me to, the, all the traumas happening in the world, you would issue a hit on a black man. Even if you disagree with, I mean, Zimmerman killed, and I'm not advocating. Listen, let me say this for those fans that be listening and all my haters that be listening and have been trying to slam Yang in prisons and say that I have uh, speech that incites foolishness or I'm telling someone to do something. This is a disclaimer. I'm not saying that. I'm pointing out facts. All these things happening in the world. Zimmerman killed Trayvon Martin. White boy went into the um, Waffle House and shot up Waffle House. Dylan Roof shot up a bike turn. Tons of things going on. Not one hit issued against people who have perpetrated the intentional crime, racist crimes, crimes deliberately perpetrated against people of African descent or the African community in America, and a black man says something you dislike, and you put a hit on them. I wonder what, then who has the mental illness? Where does the mental illness come from? So the brother said slavery was a choice. 
You know, in some instances, I can, like I said, I can see that. You got, we outnumber the oppressor. If we made the choice to revolt, if everybody made the choice to revolt, then what would happen? Oh, they'd have killed all of us. I'm not saying it wouldn't. I'm not talking about consequences. I'm talking about the choice. Now, the consequences are something different. But did we not have a choice? And then you look at it on the other side. Like I said, I saw that movie and saw, you know, what they went through, and that is a drop in the bucket. There again, I'm not belittling, or I'm not trying to downplay the horrendous nature, the atrocity of the human trafficking, sex trafficking, and what happened to these women. I'm not downplaying that, but I am saying that's a drop in the bucket as opposed and compared to slavery. Yet, it didn't seem that these Women have much of a choice. And I found that's why it made me I have to reevaluate some things. So this is what we're talking about tonight, choices, slavery. Like I said, the thing about what I do think, what came out of Kanye's statement, as inflammatory as it was, as some of us would say, as ignorant as it was, that it opened up the discussion because I think we glossed too much over the slavery issues and the effects of slavery. And when it's discussed, I think that, we do discuss it uh, subjectively and not objectively, meaning that we have our agendas, we have our perceptions, we have the way that we view it has been fueled by um, the way that we live our life or how we see ourselves in society. Like you'll get some people say, oh, man, that was a long time ago. Why are we still talking about that? And then you have other people that have a whole different take on it, like myself. So we do look at it subjectively and not uh, objectively. And I think that affects us, and we haven't been realistic about that. And I talk about the three principles that we hold in the party, tolerance, compassion, respect. Even in that, we don't appreciate, you know, we have this cultish mentality. We have this cultish mentality. It comes from this Masonic complex, this one dynamic, charismatic leader we're waiting on to lead us into the promised land or to lead us into heaven or the land of milk and honey or the moon or wherever you know, this dynamic figure is going to lead us to wherever your, whatever your paradise looks like. It's what we're waiting on. So we believe we begin to interpose or begin to put our views and concepts on people. And if they don't agree with our views and concepts, we don't tolerate their opinion. We're not compassionate to the situation that has made them formulate such an opinion nor do we respect them enough to allow them to verbalize that. Think for monolithic people are we've, you know, and, you know, um, so nigga gets on me all the time about that. Quit belittling people that read books. You know, I always like to say because you read a few books. Because I've never, you know, I guess it came from the fact that we weren't allowed to read. But I've never seen a people who, especially amongst African people here, I don't even call them that. Because to me, the African doesn't behave some of the way the so-called conscious community blaze just because listen like i've always said consciousness doesn't denote action consciousness just be, means being aware when i wake when i open my eyes in the morning i'm laying in bed i have become a conscious but i haven't got my ass out of bed to perform any actions i'm just awake you know what i'm saying i'm just aware the sun's up early serving this morning i'm aware i'm conscious i've regained conscious from an unconscious state doesn't mean I've done any conscious action. So we get these Negroes, and this is why I say, you know, I say this, because you get these Negroes that read a few books, and they, I mean, 
yo, it's like, and I can appreciate the world opening up because knowledge will do that. But to think that they become the center of the universe and they're right and exact. And I tell people truth is relative. You know, truth is a fact. I don't know. To me, it's relative. My truth may not be your truth. The white man's truth is not my truth, but I can't say it's the truth for the white man. I can't say it's not a truth. It is absolute. It is substantial. You know what I'm saying? He feels that he's superior. That's not my truth, but his truth is substantiated. He's running America. He damn near runs all the world. Until we debunk that myth, then we can say that's not a truth. But right now, we can't say that it's not a truth. Still not my, I don't care if he's on top of the world. It's still not my truth. But you tell him he's not superior. You say, well, nigger, you're a, I run the world. What, why aren't I superior? I got the guns. Hell, you worship my God, go to my schools, eat my food, talk my language. Hell, you even carry my name there. So how am I not superior? Well, you going to quote the black man, do what the pyramid is, and the black nigga, shut up. Truth is relative. We defy that truth. We begin to affect and actualize and manifest the truth. Until we do that, it's just all rhetoric to me. I don't give a damn how many books you read. It'll just be all rhetoric until we manifest that truth. So this is why I don't really go in so hard on religions and other things like that. Because like I said, to me it's all relative until you manifest the truth. We're just the church. We're just the white man. The white man this, the white man that. And then when your baby gets sick, you run to a white hospital and get a white doctor. Go to a white school. Speaks a white language. Dresses in white clothes, has a white dietary practices and habits. What are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? But we sitting spitting this, spitting these facts that are never backed up. And I'm not saying black facts are not good. You know what I'm saying? Black facts are right and exact. We need black facts. But even, even equal, if not more importantly, but equal at the very least with black facts are revolutionary actions to begin to substantiate and to validate the black facts that we're spitting. And that's where we're at. And this is what I even say about Kanye. That was, a, you know, it was ignorant. Yeah, you know, depending on the perspective you look at it. Like I said, so we don't look at history objectively. It's difficult because it is touchy. It has hit a nerve. It is close to home to us. Like someone pointed out to me, if he have said that about the Holocaust, the Jews had a choice to get into that oven if the Jews would have raised hell, absolutely. Absolutely. But what have the Jews about? The Jews, despite however they look at it, have backed it up with facts. They said never again, and they put themselves in a position to make sure that it doesn't happen again to the best of their ability. And so far, it ain't working. You see what I'm saying? So their truth has been manifested and backed up by some actual, substantial actions. I'm sure there's going to be people out there that don't like what I'm saying, but... Prove me wrong on that. While we're still debating one another and talking about it, angry with Kanye and went to social media and got the funny memes and it's a good laugh and a good thing. Nonetheless, he put a statement out there that could be detrimental or beneficial, depending what side you take on it, to our children. But what are we doing? even regardless of what side we take on it, to build institutions to promote methodology, methods, and actions to reinforce and support the philosophy and ideology we have. What are we doing to do that? And I'm not saying that it's going to be easy. Slavery wasn't overnight. 
slavery was a process that contained little process. It contained, it started with kidnapping, then the eradication of a culture, then the implementing of another culture, uh, brutality, mental manipulation, and the rest. It contained a lot of slavery, contained a lot of components and a lot of aspects to form the institution of slavery. Slavery was an institution. It wasn't just an act. It was an institution. So it's going to take a process to begin to reverse the effects of this institution. See, that's what institutions do. That's why they call it institutionalized. When you meet the brother that goes into prison, he's been in there for a long time, and he comes out and they're still behaving a certain way, they say, that nigga's institutionalized, even though he's out of prison. Prison was the institution. The process of breaking that black man and that black woman went into institutionalizing them, so they begin to behave and act a certain way, even when they're physically released from that prison um, complex or incarceration. And this is what slavery was. This is why I have compassion. I understand slavery was an institutional uh, system, and our people still suffer from it. It was so thorough in its implementation that African people still suffer the effects of it, and there's no way around it. We suffer so much that we will deny it. We block it out. That's how effective it was, that some of us are so traumatized by it that we have actually blocked it out and don't even want to address it in this day and time as if it doesn't have an effect. You will have a man sit here and tell me, oh, man, that was a long time ago. That's over with and done with. And I'm sitting here looking at this brother, dressed like a European, speaking like a European, eating on some European food while he's sitting there telling me that that was a long time ago. That's over with. I'm like, okay. Bruh, you, you, you do realize that you're an African, or even if you don't call yourself African, you're something other. That's why I'm going to start calling us the others, because we get into arguing about semantics of what we are. We're the other there. We're other than them. You know what I'm saying? You're something other than your oppressor, that you will never be fully accepted as your oppressor because you're other. You're the only one that does it. Slavery was so traumatic. This is what Kanye's going through. It was so traumatic that we divorced ourselves from anything associated with it. You know, like I said, that's why I go back and forth with the choice thing. I'm a strong black man. I don't look at it, everybody say, oh, Kanye's just kissing up to the white man. He wants to be white. That may be possible, quite possible, why Kanye said it. Coming from a strong black man, it's hard for me to think that anyone took my choice. It's hard for me to understand that someone took my choice that had suppressed me so bad that I didn't have a choice. It's it, it's That is hard for me to reason with. It really is. As a black man who feels like I have a choice now, may not be a popular choice, may not be the smartest choice, but nonetheless, it's a choice. A choice might get me killed. Choice may get my family killed. Choice may just end everything I believe in, everything I hold dear or true. It may stop it at the drop of a dime. Nonetheless, talking about the consequences. I'm talking about the choice. So it's hard for me to digest as a man that I didn't have a choice. 
And the sister pointed out to me, she was like, this is why there's a difference between men and women because women have been in situations that haven't been the best situation and don't feel like that we've had choices. So I know I'm having my sisters on the line, you know. And, and, and you know, some of the points that um, Minister Zessas was pointing out made a lot of sense. So it is a very, you know, it's, it's back and forth. This is why I said that this topic I thought was necessary. There again, I have to go into thanking my man for at the very least forcing a discussion to come out of this, to force us where we have to discuss it. And we have to discuss it realistically. And I know, like I said, I know that some of the opinions and the views won't be that popular. But before I go to the phone lines and begin to open up the phone lines, I'm asking, let us practice those principles of tolerance, compassion, and respect. Even, and if we can, if we can't tolerate what, what the Negro saying on this line, they know compassion for it, and we damn sure don't respect it. Cool. Respect the listeners that we have on the line because, like I said before, we had a brother call in. From Dallas, who said he had his eight-year-old daughter listening in when we had the women's program, said he had his eight-year-old daughter listening in because she needed to hear strong black women. And so, remember that we have future generate or that you know the future leaders of the next generation listening in, and they will learn how to interact with one another, how we solve disagreements how civil, because we're always talking about we're civilized people, how civilized we truly are through us. We must set the example. Even in our disagreements, dismay, disbelief, and anger, we still have to set the example. Let me go to the phone line. Listen, you're listening to the People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination, Blog Talk Radio, Independence Radio, the People's Voice, an opportunity to share with us critiques, comments, or criticisms. I'm going to the phone line. Let's open up the line. 817-7732. I believe this is Sister E5. Nikkei, your mic is open. 817-7732. Put you back on mute. Come back in again if you want to just push one to come out and then push one to come back in if you get back on the line and you want to speak. I believe that's our dear sister. Your mic, we're ready to press one if you like to speak. We'll recognize you. We'll put you in the queue and we'll recognize you and we can discuss it. Was there a choice in slavery? You know, did we have that choice? Okay, let's go back. Eight one seven 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 three two. She's not happy. Can you hear us? True peace, brother Younger. True peace, true peace, sister. True peace. How y'all doing tonight? Black power. Black power. Is anybody else on the show with you? Did I hear someone else speaking? Uh, no, I usually wait to. I you know I don't have panel. I just oh, okay. I was just want to make sure I gave respect to everybody on the panel. Yeah, no, no. I usually don't have, you know, panels. I just let them, let them press one and come in and speak as they feel free. But they're listening. I'm sure you made something to get them crunk tonight. Okay, just listening to what you said, um, 
there is a difference. The difference between choice and decision is choice is is control. You have to be in control to make choices. Decisions are the end and result. The the whatever you the resolution after your you know uh, decision making or the or the process of of deciding what you want, but. Choices come from those who have power and control over whatever it is. For example, Michael Jordan can choose whichever shoes he wants to come out at a particular time for whatever reason. He's making the choice. Us consumers, when we go into a store, we're making decisions based on choices that somebody else already made. It's the same thing in our communities. When we go to when we choose church or the liquor store or wherever we choose to do whatever is going on in our communities, somebody to- make these choices for us. We just we just deciding what we want to do. So you get caught up in different things, and these are the tricks of the game that we must know as a people. This is the level of information that we have to be dispersing amongst ourselves at this time. You know, people just think you know choices and decisions. Oh, those those are own. No, they're not. So it's impossible. Uh, slaves couldn't have been making – it couldn't have never been a choice. See, because first of all, you wouldn't have chose to be a slave. It had to come after a capture. You know what I'm saying? If a motherfucking nigga – excuse my French, but I'm going to be real tonight. I have to. Yeah, yeah, but if you know we got babies on them. Okay, I'm sorry about the babies. I, 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 I apologize. I apologize. But – even on a regular, if you're on a run, there are people that go on the run from the police and whatnot, from the from the prison system, which is a form of slavery. And for however long you can escape not being confined or not being in prison, you will. Then whenever you're apprehended, you 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 know what I'm saying? If you ain't uh, more powerful than the, than the people that came to apprehend you, then you're going wherever they tell you to go and doing whatever they tell you to do or you're going to lose your life. So whether you choose to live or die is a decision you're making because somebody chooses something else for you. So So to live or die is not a choice? It's a decision? Yes. It's a decision. If if you're at the hand of somebody else's force, then it can only be a decision. If somebody tells you don't move or I'm going to cut your neck off, Okay, if you decide to make a quick move thinking that you can do something real quick to get yourself out of it, you're you going to decide, you know, whether I'm going to be still, like he said, because he does have a knife to my throat and he can slice it, or I'm going to do something different. That's your decision. Yeah, yeah. But some people would say that's a choice. I mean, it's so much. It's, it's, but I, I understand that's what some people think. But when it comes to, first of all, we know we're speaking a bastard language. We always say this. We always say, you know, I'm speaking in English or whatever. So it's a bastard. You can do whatever you want to do with it. I'm sorry to be real like that, but that's what happens. You know, uh, uh, if a child doesn't have a father or a father is not, in a child's life, based on whatever levels of uh, welfare system or whatnot, it's known as a, it's a bastard language. It has no, it, it's not masculine or feminine. 
You understand what I'm saying? It, 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 it's a bastard language. So you can do whatever you want to do with the language, and it's time for us to put the language in its proper perspective. If you gave me two different words, then they have to be defined differently. They must be. It is because it's the same language. It would be. But isn't that called a isn't that called a synonym? When you have two words that mean the same thing. But it would. Come on now. Uh, uh, I'm just it's, playing devil's advocate. It's, it's, I mean, you know, I'm playing devil's advocate. I just look at reality, and I know what it is. If you know mathematics, then you know what probability and possibility is, and those are the laws that guide and govern choice and decision. So if, you, if you're not looking at the system, see, we speak about the system in these terms, but we really don't look at the system as what it is. They set it up as a game. Now, those of us who got the game, come on, we started out playing Monopoly as kids. When you started playing Monopoly as a child, and then you grew up and you was playing it and you learned that these places are real places and you, you, you're really learning the game and you learn, you know, you're mastering it on that lower level, but you find out the semantics of the game or the uh, uh, relevance of the game is to teach you the game of life. And so but as you grow up, you got to look at that on a broader scale, on reality. That's what they want you to do. That's why they put these games in our life, chess. The same, that's your religious system right there. That's what it is. And then once you once you figure it out, then you know we gotta start looking at the uh, uh, vocabulary. We gotta check this our language. Just because we speak it, don't mean it. It it it, it don't need to be checked. Because see, it's so, only been working ask- for a certain group of people. Right. So let me ask this. Do you feel like that we have choices now? Are we still just in the decision-making? No. Uh, we just still. Yeah, we're in decision-making. No, we still don't have choices. No, we still don't have choices right now. We're just making decisions because we're not creating anything or nothing. You know, everything that we're doing or connected to is by way of uh, outside source. I don't care what it is you're doing. I don't care how many web pages you got set up. You ain't going to never go against the system, and you will go so far as to look at your people and call them Negro Nazis and black nationalism is stupid because you really support a system that you know you're benefiting from, and so you ain't no different than a Sambo, an Uncle Tom. You ain't no different. You just on this level out here, and some of them will play the game with us and and right. talk about blackness right. and its grandeur. But then at the same time, who's that brother dropping knowledge, man? Tell the brother jump over. This my husband right here. Hold on, let me let me go ahead on and hand him the. Tell a beautiful black man. Yeah, tell a beautiful black man. If you read the books. Sambo and Uncle Turn. I wasn't saying this as man. Say what's up? What, what, what's up, What's going on, black man? I mean, I, brother, call, <laughs> uh, I cannot call it. It's good to hear your voice, old man. Man, it is, hey. it is an honor to have you on, man. Share some of that you know. Oh, really? you, 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 you know what it is, man. You know what it is. <laughs> I'm gonna be the antagonist until I don't have to be antagonized. I don't have to antagonize you anymore. Oh. 
I mean, I, I got to be the antagonist that. because if you tell me you know the truth, you trying to sell me a car, I want to know about the car facts. Right. That's just me. Right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Now, on that being said, now, on that being said, uh, 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 what subject was I on again? Because right now I'm feeling real. Yeah, okay, the choice and decision. Now, what was I saying to add to the choice and decision thing? That's what I mean. You got lost that fast. Now, the same way we say choice and decision because of whatever. What was we on? No, we was on a certain subject. What was I on, Yanga, before I showed you the phone? Do we have, I was asking her, do we have, I was asking Sister Ifa, Nikkei, um, do we have choices now? We're just making decisions. Okay. Me personally, they're the same. Even though a lot yeah, of I feel the same choices that we make are based on what is around us. We're not being mm-hmm. creators to something, but it was something that I had to say on it. But let's you know here, know that. My thing is, I just wanted to be able to kick it with you because you're my partner, 50 grand, man. You already know what it is, baby. Hey, right on. It's good that we're putting this kind of energy on the airwaves because K104, 97.9, or 98 to beat, whatever the hell, they can only kick so much. But me personally, I really yeah. don't like putting this on the airwaves because this is that Gil Scott Heron, baby. The revolution, the revolution is never supposed to be televised. This is a televised mission. We're yeah. supposed to have a huddle. To where we sit down, kick it, say what we say, you go your way, I go my way, but at least I know what the strategy is about. That's how they win. Because I learned by studying Sankofa and studying my past that we are supposed to go back to our past. And one of the main mistakes I see already white off, and we even hear us say it to ourselves, it's good to get the white man's knowledge because he took from us. No, he, man, it's like conversation. By the time it got to the white man, they said something whole totally different. You started out saying Yanga is a god. About time it got to the white man and his ears, nigga is Yanga, is what they heard. <laughs> Do you understand my meaning? That's right, why we got to get real. we got to get back to the first of how things was, because then we can hear the clarity and the pureness of what it's about. You know what I'm saying? We can't get into this watered down because we're quick to. Because we're always quick to say that the white man, right, 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 the white man learned his way from us. But my thing is, if he did that, then this is what I was going to say about the Sankofa. In Sankofa, one of the first mistakes I did learn, I'm, learning, I'm telling you, Yanga, was us giving them our knowledge. Because, of course, they was going to misinterpret. It's like, if guns is how we ran the world, why would I let those that I've once conquered learn how to use the guns I use? Why would I do that? That's just right. Backwards. That's backwards. That's and that's right. what we do. That's very backwards. That's right. it's what we do. We need to come out of that mentality. Now, getting a chance to kick it with you, mano y mano, or, you know, man oh man, diggy diggy. Yeah. Yes. See, I'm from That's Louisville, right. Kentucky, originally. Yeah, man, no doubt. Yes, Big I'm from Louisville. But I try to tell my wife, it's not like the Kentucky you know. It's not like the Kentucky yeah. you're thinking is how niggas think Texas is. Man, Texas ain't nothing but yeah. sand and horses and cowboys. I said, well, bring your ass in. <laughs> I ain't yeah. saying you ain't going to see yeah. no cowboy, bitch, but you ain't going to just roll up on no anybody like, hey, man. Is you a cowboy? Yeah, man. I got to send a shout out. I definitely got to send that shout out to Kentucky, the old Kentucky. I'm from Carter Home, Southwick, Shepherd. Oh, he's from Carter Home. I'm from Southwick, nigga. What? Oh, you no. from Carter Home. 
I'm, from, I'm right across the street from Carter Homes. You yeah, nigga! Home. You what? Yeah. Hey. What? Yeah. I, I try yeah. to tell my wife, yo, no. It was going down yeah. back in the days, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. The Duval High School and all that. Come on, man. I know, oh, man, I was you, you, Chinese. But you know and I, you know, you know and I, 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 you went there, you went, you, you went there, but I'm going to go somewhere real quick because okay. Okay. that's what is not going on right now with the children today, right. you know, because no matter what we had going on back in the days, we were all seeking a higher form of knowledge, right. a higher form of information yeah. for whatever reason. You know, even uh-huh. throughout what was going on around us or whatever, but information like that was around us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which brings mm-hmm. us to where we are today. Right. Right. But the thing but is, I, is that we can't. Huh? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't want to. Yeah, go ahead. But the thing is, is that we, it, it's, it's, we're almost stuck. There's a, there's a lot more of a, who are displaying like feeble mindedness and 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 uh good point. Good term. That those terms need to be resurrected. Imbecile. Right. Instead of just calling people stupid. Just say that you are right now yeah. being a hypocrite, which would be an imbecile. Right. You know what? Let's just uh, even, uh, even just stagnant, right? It's in the same category. Yeah, just that's what they want to go. Yeah. Right? Let me go to my phone line because I got people. I got people. They like, man, we want to jump in this conversation. Let me go. Let me go to the phone lines real quick. Leave your mic open. Let's go to the phone line and call it that jumped off six one nine. Come on back on. I got you. You know, I know you have to, but we just got. I was talking to my homeboy, man. You got to get through it. Uh, Well, let's go to our phone (laughs) line real quick. Appreciate that. Five one two zero nine one five. Your mic is open. Hello? Yeah. I'm on the line with Brother Ward. No, nah, you're on the line with Brother Yang of People's Life Panther Party for Self Determination. Yang and crew. All right, this is all right, this is Brother Jesse. This is out of Austin, Texas. Now I'm not totally sure what the subject is. I just tuned in myself. Can you clarify for me? Yeah, we're talking about that that statement that uh, Kanye made that slavery was a choice, and we're talking about choice and the decision. Some of us feel like, you know, and and largely I'm finding from the men I talk to, like, yo, we had a choice. It may not have been the best choice. We're not talking about consequences, but we're talking about the choices that people had. And do you feel like that we had a choice? You know, we had a choice to, like the, the Panther, when I was in the old formation of the Panther, the patch said freedom or death. You know, I tell people, you have a choice. You can live free or you can die trying. That's a choice. Well, I believe so, that know, uh, what Kanye West is saying, well, we all got a choice, but I believe the choice of slavery was made way before we was even involved in that because it's for black people. It's us who we are as a people. When we strayed away from our original faith and our original understanding of what controls everything, we became subject to all our enemies. So it was a choice. We chose to go the left path. Instead of the straight and narrow, we should have just kept it 100 with the original God of all, and we would have no trouble. But everybody got laid astray. So, therefore, we got laid astray like with Solomon. Solomon was the smartest person on the earth. So, for this man to get laid astray by some women and fall into a whole nother practice, everybody knew that was the way to defeat Israel, which is us. 
So if they sit there and chose to turn their backs on God, and he already told you, Negroes, I'm going to whoop y'all ass. Excuse me, I don't know if I can say that SBC approved. He said, I'm going to tear y'all butt <laughs> up, and I'm going to heat clothes on y'all head. And you still chose to be a roughneck people? You think you ain't going to get what you deserve? So, yeah, we chose to be we chose to be susceptible to the punishment and the wrath of God. So Kanye West is not crazy. That man is breaking his MK Ultra mind control. And he probably even did a great thing for us, which I hope Jay-Z do, sooner or later just step outside the damn tuxedo of the black and white and understand what he really is. But that's my that's my statement, brother, from Austin, Texas. Wow. That's heavy. That's heavy. Now, brother, because I know you're just tuning in. Like I said, you know, there's people, black men, part self-determination. So we do have various views and opinions and things like that to come on here. So it may be something that's still contrary to that. And like I said, and there again, let me give this disclaimer again. We have little ears. My words like hell and ass, I don't mind. We do have little ones listening. So the the larger obscenities, I hope that we can uh, refrain from and that we will respect the opinions of everybody. So, but let me recap, and then we're going to go to the phone lines. I see, I see the callers on the phone lines. You're saying that we had a choice way before institution of slavery and the choices we made in our lifestyle led to slavery. Brother Jesse, you there? Okay, okay. Well I asked him I asked the brother that we'll get the brother come on, brother, I'm gonna put your 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 mic on mute. I appreciate Austin coming in, man. Really shout out to that Austin, to them Austin Panthers out there doing their thing. Let's go to our phone lines um one more time because I told you it's gonna be a hot topic, man. We're blowing up. People wanna come in. Six one nine 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 seven nine. Your mic is open. Black power, all power to people. This is Brother War, Chief of Staff, people's Black Power, all power to the people, Chief. All right, I just wanted to, and I usually don't get on and, and, and do this, but I, I felt it was necessary to at least make the people aware of, of what we go through in terms of our training to, to cover the very topic because we, we're kind of like letting the listeners, listeners provide their take. But one of the things I want to expose the, the listening audience to is the fact that coming into the People of Black Panther Party, the, actually the first week of training that we go, the, one of the things we go over is critical thinking. Within critical thinking, the first, one of the first subjects matters we talk about is choice and decisions, and it is, it is laid out in that manner. And let me break that down. Yes, a choice is whether you are going to live or die, you know, uh, rebel or subjugate yourself to enslavement. That is your choice. If you decide that you're not going to be a slave and you're going to, and you're going to buck and you're going to fight, you have that choice. The point being, once you make that choice that you, you refuse to be a slave, now you have to analyze, uh, uh, base your analogy on your options, your options, which is your terrain, your escape routes, your abilities, their abilities, so on and so forth. So, yes, you have a choice. And the problem we have is within the subconscious mind and the way things are being subjugated upon us as black people, we have our choices have been eliminated in terms of our psycho, the psychological presence of it. So to give you an example is, if I say to you, I need you to go down that road and turn right, if the person who I'm commanding does exactly what I say, then I have eliminated their choice because they didn't think with their own mind to say, 
I, who's you to tell me I have to go down this road and make a right? I can decide what direction I choose to go in. So from a higher level of thinking, the same thing is being bombarded against to us in terms of psych, uh, subconscious information. We, our choices are being eliminated because we're constantly being exposed to options. And when you're being exposed to options and because you are not aware of your ability to liberate, to have, be liberated and have a choice, then you do what you're told. By doing what you're told, by learning what you're told by your oppressor, you are eliminating your choice. And once you eliminate your choice, then you are mentally captivated, mentally enslaved. Once you're mentally enslaved, I don't have to confine you with an actual physical fence or parameter because you will go where I tell you, you will do what I tell you because you are not liberated and you're not a free thinker and you have the inability to realize you have the choice to go where you choose to go, to do what you choose to do. And so by the choices being removed, we are left with options. And when you're left with options, whether you go right, left, or whatever, you are now uh, confining yourself to play the game that I put you in. You're confining yourself to be able to basically make a decision, which is how you narrow down your options and, and what you decide to do. Now you have made a decision, and then whatever you do at that, at that point, you are part of my game. Because I eliminated the, your choice because you were too narrow-minded to realize that you did not have to subjugate yourself to my commandment or my abuse or whatever have you. And so, therefore, in the end result, the decision I made was based upon the limited options because my scope of influence and my scope of ability was, was, was uh, destroyed and destroyed because I did not know of the presence of a choice. So this is being, it's being done to us at the lowest level of education all the way through. Signals are constantly being bombarded with us, with the media, and with television, with music, with everything that lim eliminates our ability to realize that we have a choice. We have a choice to liberate ourselves. We have a choice to rise up. Now, mind you, based upon your abilities, the, your opponent's abilities, and your surroundings, and so on and so forth, your options be, are limited based upon the choices you make. But no one actually can enslave you. You have a choice to live or die, period. And once we recognize that, and we recognize that, and we train according to realizing our choices, then we can free ourselves from being limited in terms of our scope of awareness and our mental capacity, and our ability to realize that we can actually have self-determination. Because self-determination can only take place when you realize you have a choice to be free. You have a choice to be self-determined as a people. But when you don't realize you have that choice, then your option is, I am going to confine myself to this system and work every angle I can and work my options and make the best of the situation. Black power. I'll let someone call and talk about that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we go to it. And I think that we have our Minister Justice on the line that she wants to uh, chime in with that. But I agree. And that was my thing, real quick, before I tapped the minister in. And that's what I said. I mean, we're not talking about consequences, but we are talking about the right to have a choice. And I asked in the discussion, that was my thing. I said, well, what about the people who jumped overboard before actually hitting the shores of North America? Did they make a choice? Wasn't that a choice we have? It? And I think that sometimes when we say we don't have a choice, that that takes away from the uh, grandiose actions 
of those brothers and sisters who made a choice to fight against slavery. Two of the most renowned ones are most popular uh, popular ones being Harriet Tubman and Nat Turner. I think, I like to believe, that they made a choice. They made a conscious choice. It wasn't the most popular choice. It was a dangerous choice. The choice even resulted in the prophet Nat Turner's death, but he made a choice. Let's go to our phone lines again. Minister Justice, your mic is open. Howard, this is Dr. Justice. How's everybody doing out there, family? Um, when I first, I listened to everybody's answers and, you know, commentary on this one subject. However, when I first seen it, I said to myself, they white folks are still testing our waters because we should never air how we think and feel before no white man. He brought this stuff out, and what's happening now is everybody said, well, it's a choice. Anybody that said, well, it's a choice, and put some reasoning behind it, the first thing they're doing is thank you, God, because we got it. You know, now we got some saying that it was a choice. Now we can put that in history books. The fact of the matter is when you are in a situation that gives you – they had – let's say, for instance, I heard the chairman speaking about the movie Traffic. They had buck-breaking – they had buck-breaking situations and houses during slavery where they tied the father up and they subjected him to homosexuality in front of his son. So what I'm saying is do – was that a choice or a decision? At what point was he able to kill himself? So, you know, then you had other individuals who decided – well, um, like the women, in order for her husband not to get beat or in order for her children not to be sold, she did what she had to do. And I think that it, for anybody to say that it was something as horrendous as what we went through as a people was a choice because the bottom line is none of us would be here had it really been a choice and we all killed ourselves, wouldn't none of us be here. We are here for a reason. We stand on the shoulders of our ancestors, and our ancestors did what they did so that we might have life. And I think that it's kind of slapping them in the face saying that they had a choice because they could have killed themselves. Well, I appreciate the life that I have, and I'm also saying um, we got to watch how slippery this cracker is because as, Brother, as, as Chairman War, as War, our chief said, they put, up, put a big game out there. And you can get caught in their game and be left with nothing but options. And I'm saying decisions because I'm a mother who raised three children. And I know what it's like to have options versus decisions. I know what it's like to have choices versus decisions. And in a choice, you, in a choice, you have some form of freedom because you're informed. But in a decision, you don't particularly have too many, you don't have too many options and you are uninformed about what you're dealing with. They also have something called, um, they have cliches that go to this very same thing where it says, what do you choose, the devil or the deep blue sea? What do you choose, the devil or the devil? The bottom line is those are not choices at all, and it's called the idiom. So I would assume that there's individuals who fell right into this trap that this cracker put out there via Kanye West to say that we believe, that we, some of us believe that we actually had a choice. Yeah, Harriet Tubman did say if people had known they were slaves. But the bottom line is once you're working in the master's house and you eating better than everybody else, you might think that you got a cho- choice to, to live that way because you want to know, if I leave here, where am I going? What am I going to eat? What my family going to eat? They knew nothing about the place that they were enslaved in. But, so I just said all of that to say I believe the big trick is for them to test our waters and for us to actually fall into that by saying, yes, we had a choice. 
black power, y'all. And um, like I said, it disturbs me to, the, to no end for anybody to actually believe that slavery was a choice. And most especially after you see or have to live that type of situation, I wish that the individuals who claim that we had a choice and make a joke out of it on Facebook, I surely wish they had to live through a situation and then say, you had a choice. You could have killed yourself. Black Power, I love y'all. And keep these white folks out of our business. Black Power. And I appreciate that. And I really do. Disagree with some of it, but I appreciate it. And and I understand what we're saying about keeping the white folks out of our business. But let's be realistic, man. Come on. They're on the telephone lines, the communication lines. We're not talking strategies. I just want to throw that out there. I wouldn't advise anyone to talk strategies on the line, but when we're talking about informing our people, most of the platforms and the vehicles we use to inform our people are European-controlled. This is, should just be an inspiration for us, shouldn't just want to get our own things, but even then, airwaves are free, so they would just tap into it. It's almost, I'm not going to say impossible, but it's difficult to keep these white folks here. When we have secret meetings, they're listening, via their listening devices or Negroes who will listen for them. But that's not here nor there. I understand what the sister's saying, and it is very, and this is what I was talking about this topic, it's very emotional, especially when you're talking about such a traumatic experience or traumatic period in the history of Africans here in America. Man, slavery is no joke, and I don't think that anyone is taking away from that. I don't think, you know, when I say sometimes lean to the side, yeah, we had a choice, I'm not saying, I'm not knocking anyone for the choice they made. Hell, if I was in that choice, I'm not sitting there saying, I'd have did this, I'd have did that. I don't know. Like one brother pointed out to me, he said, you know, he did a crime. He was talking about a bank robbery. And he said when they got surrounded, the police told him to put down his gun. He had a choice. He could shoot it out or he could put down his gun. Now he put his gun down. He preferred going to prison, which is a form of slavery. You know what I'm saying? So he put his gun down and, and chose to be incarcerated. I'm not saying that was a bad choice. I'm not saying he was a fool for making that choice, but I'm saying he could have opted out for the other thing and went out in a blaze of glory. We was watching her story. Do you mind if I ask a question real quick, Brother Yanger? Go ahead. Do you think that it's time for us to start um, identifying what they call slavery as what it really is, which is a kidnapping? Um. I think, that, I think if we look at it as being kidnapped victims, it would it would make so much more sense in the matter of people thinking that slavery is a choice when it's not a choice. If you if you're a kidnapped victim, then under that type of scrutiny, yeah, you are going to make different decisions or choices if you want to say the word choice based on that situation that you're in, but. You can only do it as whatever the environment allows. Exactly. If you were on a ship, you jumped you. over. You know, once we yeah, got I to the ground, if you chose to run through somebody's neighborhood like a Nat Turner and just start slaughtering people and thought that you was just going to, you know what I'm saying, slaughter your way to uh, uh, some freedom, then, you know, that's what you chose to do or Underground Railroad or whatnot. But men suggest identified as being kidnapped victims. I don't think that's something people ready to really say. I don't think Kanye will go on TV and say identify us as being kidnapped victims because we'll have to address the situation on a on a whole different scale. 
I, you know what? I, I agree with that, but I, I think that slavery is so much more than just kidnapping, though. I think that kidnapping is a component of slavery. I think slavery is the institution. I think kidnapping was the first step of that, you know, because a lot of kidnappers don't have the sense beat out of them. They don't have their culture. Well, kidnapping, they don't have their language. if this was successful kidnapping, we, we know stories uh, of very successful kidnapping. Where, you know, that's where, that's where even, even if you look at Stockholm Syndrome, look at it like that. Yeah. It, it didn't even get to the level of being kidnapped, just being in their house in a situation like that and then being there so long and being conditioned to think a certain way or, you know what I'm saying, giving different uh, – did, Whatever did but not in that moment, yeah, it, you became compassionate with the people who just created it, a crime against exactly. you. It, exactly. It evolved more from a kidnapping, though. You know, I think that kidnapping, to say kidnapping, at uses synonymous with slavery, is keeping the institution of slavery. I think slavery is so much more than just kidnapping. I think kidnapping is a component. Of slavery, but I think that's so much more. It was kidnapping, brutalization. No, I think slavery is a component of being kidnapped. Slavery has to be a component of being kidnapped because once you're kidnapped, you're at the person's mercy. So, whatever happens, some people get kidnapped and get killed, some people get kidnapped and get in a state, some people get kidnapped and become institutionalized. But some and exactly. we've seen well, that group of people who became institutionalized. Right. It, exactly. So but, 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 but that's not what they call what they call chattel slavery. That's right. Okay, but Ifi Nikkei, that is a component of slavery as an institution. To say just kidnapping is the so cheap. It. What now, kidnapping is an institution because they still kidnapping people. Sister, 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 hold on, let me finish the thought. Let me finish the thought. Let me finish the thought. I know this is a very, very, because it, it, it is very. No, because I'm thinking we know they're still kidnapping people in traffic in Oregon. Hold on, hold on. We know that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's been a little bit because I'm an outsider listening to both sides. I would say that. Kidnapping was the act that was done that instituted the ideology where slavery can come about. Because in order to make yes. a slave, you have in order to kidnap a person. You have to kidnap to them. Exactly. Right. Now, what a lot of blacks don't get is or want to fantasize about is in the ideology of slavery and asking how did we lose our position, they're actually thinking we sat down and had a, I mean, had a war with the Caucasian lost the war, and then became captives. That's where the yeah. ideology of kidnapped yeah. came in. That was not the exactly. case. We did not have no major yeah. war, and then we lost, and then were taken. No, we were kidnapped. Yes. That's yeah. where that, and that ideology of... And then we exactly. were... Am I on or muted? No, you on. You on. We can hear you. Let me jump in real quick on this. The deal is it, 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 it's like we're actually everybody's saying the same thing, and we have to realize that at this point in time, we're looking at everything from hindsight. So had we known the process of slavery and kidnapping, then our choices would have been different. But mind you, us as a people and our mentality is, in, in, in anybody's situation when they're going through a traumatic event, is to survive. It is an inherent nature and, and a basic premise of, of, of physics that 
all life form is going to do, first thing it's going to do is point of being able to survive and replicate and live another day. So the natural choice would be if I'm looking at a situation and feel like my, my only options are life and death as a result of the choices I make, then I can see how someone would decide to go ahead and wing it out and see if they can escape that channel slavery or that yeah. kidnapping. Yeah. And based upon realizing that I may possibly have a family, I may have kids, I have generations I'm looking down, the whole point is it, the condition changes, and we grow into that change based upon the opportunity that we see in surviving the outcome or the circumstance and evading that situation at some future date and time. Therefore, a lot of times our choices would be made based upon a predicament that we can see that we may be able to free ourselves from at a future date. So don't look at it as a weakness. But the whole point I was trying to pose in the beginning is that there is a choice, there is options and decisions, and based upon that, based upon how they engage in psychological warfare, we are left without a choice. They teach us to not think about things from the standpoint of choices. Therefore, when we go into making a, a outcome, which is a decision, we are limited on our scope. We are limited on our field of view. So therefore, by being limited in your field of view, you're going to be limited in your thought. And when you're limited in your thought, now you are a domesticated being. So we have been operating from the premise of being domesticated. When an animal or life form, human, whatever you want to say, is domesticated, then it is not going to view the world from the same eyes as it would if it was already liberated, if it was free, and it was used to being able to be in control of its environment. So therefore, that element of domestication removes the concept of a choice from the vocabulary, mentality, and substance of that, that being or person. And that's what we're trying. That's what I'm, I'm trying to get people to re realize, and what has to be corrected. The process that we deal with, as it, as it applies to liberation and freedom and self determination, is to regain our choice of the matter, mm. our choice of a situation, our choices as a people. Because individuals would always operate with options. Individuals would, would, would scatter and become the best game player there is. And that's why entertainment is the way it is now. We continue to be individuals and operate on that individual platform, and we will bounce that ball and, and, and make sure we outdo our next, our next individual, our next brother and sister. We're caught in this competitive wow. race, and we feel like if we run this race fast enough, the options will open up, and we can escape as an individual. Therefore, the collective and genius, the collective matter, and the collective consciousness that applies to being a chooser and having a choice is removed because you are stuck in that game. That's what I need us to realize. Choice, option, and decision has to do with the scope, the field of view, and the awareness of your internal possibilities, your internal growth, your internal self-determination, and your ability to be able to reach beyond. Black Power, I'll let y'all go on. Black Power, let's go to our phone lines before we get into this. Because and, and and I agree, and I'm and I, and I'm gonna go back and say that there again, like I said, you know, and like the brother, said, I I man, that's heavy. I broke down based on the conditioning of a people, the scope, the field of view. If and you're saying, and he's saying that the choices were eliminated. So I'm saying, okay, brother, well, real quick, in 505, I see you. I'm coming to you. Don't need to put on the line. You're saying that the choices were eliminated from slavery, so there was no choice. 
I'm she saying our perception. And going back to what Sister okay. Nike is saying, she is right about the kidnapping. If I don't realize this is what's being done to me, then I will commit myself to the first process. I'm not going to fight as, as if it's a life and death matter because I don't realize I'm being kidnapped, especially when the standpoint of how things came about. So I may think that I'm just being taken, but I'm not, I don't yep. know. Again, we're looking at it with hindsight. I don't know that this is going to be a generational thing and my people are going to be in bondage for 400 years at that moment Good in time point. I'm kidnapped. So we can't look at we have to look at it for what it was at that point in time. So therefore, yes, it was a kidnapping. And through that process of kidnapping, no different than what happens today in the sex slave slave trade, the individuals Mm -hmm. are looking at it from the standpoint of being able to survive and overcome the current situation versus choosing death and, and exiting out. Great point. Great point. I, I can appreciate that point. That is true. I can totally agree with that. Not knowing the end, looking at something from hindsight. And that's what I was talking about in the opening monologue, looking at things subjectively as opposed to uh, objectively. You know, we you, in hindsight, we can't say, well, we did this and I'd have done this and I'd have done that, but not knowing the end result. But I still hope that kidnapping and slavery are not synonymous with one another. I think that kidnapping is a part of the process of enslaving someone. I think that the whole Chattel slave process, it went from kidnapping to the brutalization, the intimidation, the murder, the um, um, total creating a condition of amnesia for people. I think that kidnapping kind of downplays the institution of slavery. I think it was so much more brutal and so much more heinous than just a kidnapping. Not saying kidnappings aren't bad, but, you know, people bounce back in kidnappings. Slavery has had a residual effect that has lasted longer than the 475, 500 years that we were in actual um, bondage. Let's go to our lines again. And I can appreciate everyone calling in. Let's go to our phone lines, area code 505-9899. Your mic is open. Peace and black power to everybody. How you doing today, brother? I'm good, brother. Peace and black power. How's the body, man? Uh, just another day in, in America. And that's with three Ks. Um, I got I got issues with the fact that he made the statement. I agree with the sister that this was something that I feel was uh, kind of put out there on purpose. Because ever since they have supposedly fought this war and freed us, and it has been a constant battle to prove that somehow slavery was our own fault. And my problem with it is, is if you enslave someone, then the person who is enslaving is making choices. The slave will yeah. not have any choices. That's the whole problem. And we sit, we can sit here and chew this all day, and it's not going to change what happened. And it's not going to change what's still happening. Kanye West is not a spokesman for black people. So Kanye West right is on. an artist who is, is selling music, and he is about opening his audience up. So for him to make a statement like that, yeah, he might lose a lot of us, but what does he gain? He gains a whole bunch of white folks who really don't have no use for blacks, niggas, or nothing, but still, they will pay a little bit of attention to him and kind of tell themselves that he's kind of like speaking for us when he's not. My issue with with that statement even being made is it has created a dialogue that ain't really a dialogue. It's not. We wasting time. 
they've distracted us yet again. Because we're sitting here worried about somebody who is, he's, he's wearing jackets with the Confederate flag on it uh, and all this other stuff. We And we're actually giving him this kind of time and rhythm. We got real, real problems out here. It's about self-determination and all of that. And all of those are things that you can only do when you're free. Freedom is the choice, not slavery. And I rest my mic. Man, I, I appreciate that. And one of the reasons we're dealing with it is really because the point you had just made. You know, those are two points. And I've heard people say that, yo, we're giving these devils, these white folks, you know, a reason to say, you know, for those that want reparations or calling for reparations, saying that, you know, well, you chose slavery or what we did wasn't that bad. You guys chose it. It, it almost goes to like what I told you. My son told me what he, they taught him in history, that we just, you know, slavery was we worked all day for free, daddy. Like we was out there whistling Dixie, you know what I'm saying, or the sound of, the sound of music. We just enjoy picking cotton for your mask, so we love it. Like it's a vacation at Disney World. At the same time, what it also, because you have those uh, Sambo, Uncle Tom, handkerchief head, boot licking, buck dancing, yes, the balls and Negroes, who will use that to say, you know, um, that we had a that that we had a choice, and that was a long time ago. All these apart, all these Negroes that fight against self determination say, I don't have no choice. I'm smoking dope because I ain't got no choice. I'm doing this because I ain't got no choice. You are, you know, so we have, you know, so it does create a dialogue. Like you said, I don't believe in giving this Negro all of that much time. But to open up the dialogue of because self-determination is about, like Chief of Savoy said, about realizing you have a choice to be a self-determinate people. And um, I agree with you. Kind of revisiting so much in the past can get redundant and it can get counterproductive. But I always pose the question, so do we have a choice now? You know what I'm saying? Because I want people to really begin to think about that. Are we having a choice now, and are we exercising those choices? And war broke it down, which I always, really always appreciate him coming on, is we start to factor in the conditions, the uh, ability to re- the access to resources or lack of access to resources, social, cultural, economic, political conditions that make us feel like that there are no choices but only options and decisions to be made. All of these are to be taken into factor. And I agree, but I say this about um, Kanye wearing that Confederate jacket because a lot of people say, you know, when Kanye wore a Confederate jacket, and I tell the people this, yeah, you're right, but some of you niggas still stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance. So, yo. I, and I, I'm not condoning what that crazy Negro did. How are you going to say a rock a Confederate jacket? But at the same time, I still put it, I make people think about it, yo. But you still standing up or still got your children in school standing up to pledge allegiance to a country or a nation that has historically practiced genocide, racism, murder, kidnap, all the things that go into enslavement and the extermination of not just African people, but the so-called indigenous people and still oppressing other people of minor, of other ethnicities like our brown brothers and sisters. Let's go to our phone lines again, and I appreciate that call. If you want to come back in in the last minutes because I put you on mute, just hit one, come out of the queue, and come back in, and I'll open you up and recognize you. Area code. Four zero four seven seven six five. Your mic is open. Right, Yango. What's going on, sister? Uh, I've been listening to what people said. I know, I know, I'm finna get my head bit off. 
But I gotta right. be honest. <laughs> Come on. I don't. I, I don't really. You know, I'm listening to all the rah rah. Everybody all up on the hype because Kanye West made a statement. But like you said, we've always had shambo ass niggas in the field since the beginning. Excuse my language. I forgot you said it was a child, so I apologize, sir. Um, Come on. What I'm saying is this: if we if we had people from the beginning to be so stupid on their own land, and I'm sorry because I'm not saying all of our people come from that cloud because I ain't no slave. I say that all the time. I don't even know what that is. I don't know what slavery is. It's all about how you think. If you calculate yourself up in that circle of people who was weak, then, yeah, you were a slave, and so was your ancestors. My ancestors didn't come from that. I just don't feel that way, not with the strength and the stamina that we have in society today. However, though, I hear a lot of people saying slavery was not a choice. Yes, it was, and we all got to be realistic. Let's get out of the hype. If you signed up for indigenous servitude and you working for your own family for something that's free, that's stupidity within itself. Because who in the hell is going to work for apples when they all land on the ground when you can just pick some up? Secondary, we got to look at the pattern that these people use. I'm so sick of hearing white supremacy whenever we look. We want to talk about slavery. But like you said, Brother Young, it was Sambo niggas who was whipping us. It was Sambo niggas who was catching us. I ain't seen a cracker yet crack nobody's skull. The movies do that to hype up the information so that we could continue to live in fear. Willie Lynch been at his finest for years. Like he said, beat down the mind or get the biggest nigger, excuse my language, and beat them down in front of the rest of the niggas and it makes them weak. Well, I don't think I came from that cloud because he didn't get in my mind like that. We got to deal with these Negroes that they have had a position for years. Slavery is a choice because people like Samuel Jackson, y'all always talk about Django and all these different characters that took on positions, these Moranos. We had European blacks. We got to go all the way back and dig deep to those that hated us long before slavery was even in existence. So it was a choice, a choice for those cross-out Negroes that came across the water along with Columbus telling lies about where they was going when they was trying to get to the Indies instead of I mean, get to one place and ended up in the Indies and took all of our stuff and made all of these different nationalities and these different denominations of people because white people don't exist. I hear everybody holler white supremacy all day. Let's talk about the Jews. The Jews enslaved us first. Niggas enslaved us first. If you're going to leave out half the history, then yes, slavery is still a choice. And I'm going to finish it with this. If slavery is not a choice and if slavery wasn't a choice, we have been enslaved, and we all know this as scholars on this line, for 1,200-plus years. Yet I don't see anybody doing anything revolutionary like taking their children out of these public schools while we're talking about them standing up for the Pledge of Allegiance while they even in the schools. Stopping their children from getting vaccines when you know dang on well you don't have to get vaccines, but nobody's standing for that. So if they didn't choose to be slaves then, what the hell is wrong with the niggas in 2018 that's choosing to be slaves now? There has never been a revolutionary a revolution without war or bloodshed, and there never will be. So until everybody get out of that rhetoric, slavery is definitely a choice. Thank you, and power to all the people. Power to all the people. I, I, I but I still believe in white supremacy. Yeah, I, I still believe white supremacy. I know white supremacy exists. I know, like I go back to what War said. You know, when we talk about, you know. Um, the choice is based on the information that you have at hand. I don't believe that nobody volunteered. You know, that's why I say I go back and forth, depending on how the word choice is used. You know what I'm saying? 
I go back and forth because I don't think that any same African person can volunteer to put themselves in no change. I don't think no sane African person did that. I, I, I refuse to believe that for our people. I know our people didn't do no shit like that. And white supremacy is still white supremacy. Um, because the institution of Chattel Putty. And this is what we talk about. And I see you call, I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you now. Uh, that when we talk about, when we talk about uh, Chattel slavery, when we use the word slavery, we use it blanket wise, but Chattel slavery and slavery, North American slavery, was its own special kind of beast. Listen, if I think I know you probably want to come in, I want to hear from your husband coming in, but let me go to this caller real quick in my last. Couple minutes. Every oh six seven eight one three seven three. Greetings, brother. This is Kadeesh in Atlanta, um, and I'm gonna be quick. I'm real hot on this one. How okay. dare you say slavery was a choice? That is the most insane thing I have ever heard. And it's real easy for us to be sitting back nice and pretty and comfortable in our homes that we now have, in our clothes that we now have, and look down on our ancestors that were the ones paying the price on this. It's to have black people even say those words. Yes, we know that people were forced into this and forced into that. See, right now, we're dealing with the rent. We're dealing with the electric bill. But you're not dealing with somebody trying to kill you because of the way you look. I don't think y'all understand where we were back then. Back then, it wasn't a choice of repping colors. Your color was your skin. That was the only gang tribe there was. And you were in it whether you wanted to be or not. So I don't understand how in the world all these people, we want to be conscious, we got ancestors, but now, oh, I got to question my ancestors. You question your ancestors who did the best that they could with the resources that they have, and they'll turn around and be like, well, what you doing, boo? What you doing? Where are you representing? How is your work doing now? You got the Internet. You got this. We had ancestors that risked their lives to go to a march that Marcus Garvey had that many of them didn't make it home from just because they were black. But yet we don't come and show up for phone calls. We don't show up for conferences. We can drive our cars that I can legally own. I have legal rights to drive. I drive on this highway, which they still stop me, but I got rights to drive on it. But yet mm-hmm. I don't do that because I'm high or I'm drunk or I'm fucking this one or that one, but yet we want to sit back and look at people who had their lives threatened on a regular basis and said that was a choice. Who chooses to have their life threatened? I don't know who does that. I mean, we got people right now who live in some crazy hoods and projects, and that will tell you that's not a choice. No one would choose that. We got slavery still existed, but you want to sit back and look at a people who couldn't even read and write? Do y'all understand what Juneteenth is? Juneteenth is a celebration of slaves that didn't even know they had been emancipated for two years. They had legal right not to have to do that, but they didn't know enough. They didn't have information. There wasn't an Internet or a web or anything. These people learned to communicate on quilts. They learned to communicate in those little jigs they used to do that Master thought was so cute. They got their sharing information. But we get mad because people type in all caps. 
that's that bull right there. We really got to check that. That is unacceptable. That's unacceptable. Because I type in cap, y'all upset. But back then they couldn't even read it right. But they still found ways to communicate. They found ways to live. They're eating the insides of a pig, okay? The nastiest, dirtiest animal there is. They're eating the insides, the gut. they eating where the pig poops. That's what they eat it. And they made it to a delicacy. Why? It's not because it's delicate, because they were surviving, okay? And when you're surviving on those levels, that's not a choice. That's not a choice. I'm just glad I didn't have to make those choices, okay? So if you think that's yeah. a choice, you go out there and make some of them hardcore decisions and then see how you feel about your life. There was a famous boxer who used to box, Johnson. I don't think his last name was Johnson. And he would win every single fight. He would kill him, okay? And kill them white night, boys, the yeah. Clan, every night those clans went Jack out Johnson. and found three and four, Jack Johnson, went out and killed three and four black men, hung them up, just because they were mad that this man won a fight that they paid him to fight. They were killed men. These men that were walking down the street didn't have a choice in that killing. They didn't get none of the money from the boxing, but they paid with their life. See, I think we're talking too casually about people's life. I think we're talking too casually about the idea when you are kidnapped and you don't have a choice and you don't have a language and you don't have food and you don't know what direction you just came from, not from down the street, across the ocean. It's insane. I think we need to go back and check some things. We really do. We're out of order. We're out of line. Whether slavery existed, whether you want to call yourself an African or not, whether you want to think that your ancestors went through this, you cannot minimize the sacrifices that were made. And because they made those sacrifices, we can have these conversations on phones without threat of our voice being heard and being killed. My oldest son is outside right now. I don't have to worry about him being hurt because of the way he looks. Okay? So, you know, we can go back and continue this idea, this categorizing, and this labeling of things that we weren't even there. But what I'm not going to do is sit back and minimize the sacrifice that my ancestors made and a lot of your ancestors made in just surviving and making sure that you have the ability to have the choice to come on the call and make these statements. So I, I just, it's insane to me, but... You know, this, of course, leads to where we are as a people. Um, I think everybody needs to go back and get into their spirituality. You need to talk to your ancestors, and they'll let you know how much of a choice they had when they were trying to survive to make sure that you had the opportunity to come here and do what you needed to do. So that's it. Thank you. I'm good, and uh, good night. All right, good night. We appreciate that. We definitely appreciate that call. And, you know, and I agree that it's not anything to be casual about. But I think that, you know, to me, Chief Ward, I'm coming to the lines. I got everybody that wants to come back in. I got you, Sotifa, Nick, I got you, and I'm coming back to you in our last minutes. But I think that Chief Ward, um, you know, really set the tone and the pace for it when you talk about, you know, hindsight is 2020. When you talk about the choices made off of the information at hand, you know. And to go again, I don't necessarily – think that the people are saying that those people that are saying, you know, and I can't put words in their in their mouth and share that sentiment, that the people had a choice. 
that, you know, I, you know, like you said, you know, some of that is unbelievable. I don't think we would choose to enslave ourselves, you know. But if there was choices made, I think my ancestors for the choices they made, I think my ancestors, if there was a choice to be made or a decision to be made, I don't think it's weak. If slavery was a choice or some of the things, I don't think it's weak that they had to, was, you know, if you made a forced decision. Because, like you said, I wouldn't be here. I'm not talking about consequences. I'm not talking about, oh, that made them weak. They, You know what I'm saying? They chose this. No, shit, there might have to be some hard choices. It almost is easier to kill your damn self. You know, not, not belittling suicide or anything like that. But hell, you know, as a, compared to some of the things they face, I think that that's really a whole other discussion. But it goes back and forth. Let me go back to Sister Ifi Nikkei, and I only have – you know, I meet your mouth. Like, giving them fake props. You there? I don't like. So, so deep, I nick it. Was I on the younger? Can you hear me? I just opened your mic. I opened your mic because I, you know, I had to mute some of the background music. Yeah, you wanted to come back. You wanted to say something. Um. I want to say that based on our encounter with um, Caucasian people or Europeans, you know, whether they're Roman, Greek, Italian, Jewish, Hindu, whatever, uh, European people, based on our encounter with them and their many different languages, you know who encountered what people, whether they were Portuguese, or whatever your language is. So on this line, we all speak English. That means we were institutionalized by English-speaking people. And so cognitive dissonance is something that we really should look into about the conditions that we're in, because if you believe that slavery is a choice, that is the epitome of cognitive dissonance. Oh, I don't believe that. The epitome. Yeah. You are just straight up distant reality of what's going on around you to try to, I don't know, what that's, that's escapism, you know, and, and that really, and you know, it, it really is not called for because I feel like our people have done tremendous in this war against terrorism. And I yeah. really wanted to end with saying something else, but come on, man, that's talking real lingo. And when we begin to really apply the real terminology that plugs into certain conversations that you're having, because it's always political. So we got to yeah. keep it there. And then that way, that's how we get into what we need to get into. And that's actually what our ancestors were showing us, especially the Black Panther Party. And they were labeled as terrorists. And that is something that they're teaching the children in the school. Mm-hmm. That black the Black Panther Party was a terrorist party, and that's a misnomer. But yes, it's another group of terrorists that we can be taking a look at too. Yeah, misnomer, that's bullshit. Well, I'm hey, so <laughs> right off. Let me jump in when I can. Right off. I love y'all, Black right. Power, all oh. supernatural power to the people. I love my people. All power to oppress people, suppress people, and repress people. On the panel as well as abroad. Love you guys. Right on. Thank you. And I appreciate the conversation. This is a true build amongst the gods. 
and that's how we got to do Man. it. Man, uh, I'm for jumping on, and you know we'll check you next week. Check us on Thursdays. You know, send out the shout out real quick, sister. Doc Radio, Luke you know the reason. Download Doc Radio, D O C K Radio. It is a free app from your app store, whatever phone you have. Coming up Thursday, I will be having uh, myself as well as Brother Yango will be speaking with Brother Anka Cat from the Omni Squad. True peace to those brothers, and we're going to have a positive deal. But it's going to be straight and direct. You know, we're going to be talking yeah, about some major, we're going to be talking about some major uh, political situations that our people are facing right now. We got to be real and we got to look at it in the real time and the now. Right on. So check us out on Thursday. Bruce and Reed, download Doc Radio, D-O-C-K Radio. Dot com. Check us out on Thursday. Thank you, Sister Ephi. Homeboy, it was a pleasure. Central Standard Time. Oh, yeah, set, listen, 7 Eastern, 6 Central. So check this out. Man, tell my homeboy it was a pleasure talking to him, man. You know, he and I build, man. Huh? I said you and I build, man, homeboy. It was good talking to you again, man. You know, we already, already. already. Should I do a video, baby? Okay. Should I do a video? Okay, sir. My, my own still. All right. Yes, sir. You know, I'm about to come to you next. Your mic is open, Chief. All right. Yeah. Okay, I just want to also make sure we don't continue to limit our, our, our horizon and our consciousness on, on any subject matter. The deal is, is uh, the, the way a lot of the conversation is coming off is, is as if slavery was a singular event, as if it happened one day we stepped into slavery. Let's be able to, again, free our minds from the limitations that have been imposed upon us and realize that every choice that was made to engage, going back to what the sister even said, to encounter uh, your, your oppressor was a step toward the enslavement. So when we decided we would even do trade, when we decided we would allow them to come ashore, or the fact that they would even sneak ashore, every decision that was made led to a new available choice. Based upon how you, cho- how you operate within that choice, create a repercussive effect. So it's not like we all of a sudden stepped into slavery. When we as a people let our defenses down, then at that point we also create a repercussion effect and causes ourselves to get attacked. No different than how it is with the human body and anything in, in the physical world, or mental or spiritual from that standpoint. If I put certain substances in my body that causes my immune system to weaken, then at that point, I am making a choice to create a condition that will cause me to be more vulnerable to attack. That's a choice. When we ingest and we do things that are not beneficial to the future outcome of what's going on, then we are making a choice. So we as a people, all people, not just Africans, but we as a people make choices to commit suicide all the time. But we do it at such a slow rate that we trick ourselves through rationale that it's okay. Uh, let me just go ahead and drink this one beer today. I'm going to slow down tomorrow. Okay, but that choice you just made to put that poison in your body is going to have a lasting long-term effect on you. It ain't going to come up and hit you and kill you right then and there, but the choice that you make right now to continue along that path will 
create a limited scope of availability in terms of recovering from and, 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 and maintaining a certain status of strength that would prevent other diseases from coming into your system. So, again, we are making choices. It's not that slavery was, slavery was a singular event, okay? When people end up with cancer, diabetes, and all these other diseases, it wasn't a singular event. Oh, one day you got diabetes. No. Although you got diagnosed at a particular point in time, your system was being impaled and being destroyed from the moment you started doing certain things. And even going beyond that, understanding that we are confined behind enemy lines, so a lot of us are being forced through our available options of food choices or available options based upon our economic position, or we are in a position to where we work with the best of what we have. But mind you, everything is a choice. The choices are being eradicated from your field of view. Therefore, you operate from lower standards. From, from a lower perspective. But I need us to go back to realizing that a liberated people has a choice. That's the point I'm getting at. If we want to accept and we want to step to the plate and be a people that are able to be self-determined, then we must give ourselves back the concept of a choice. Black power, Chairman, take it over. Black power, black power, and I agree. I'm going to. I'm down to my last ten minutes. I'm gonna open up uh, your phone line, Sister Kim. Yeah, I can give you about three or four minutes, and I'm gonna close it out, wrap it up. Your mic is open. I appreciate it. I'm not gonna take that long. You know, I heard a comment. Most insane thing that you can hear that slavery was a choice. Like Brother War said, we have to look at the changes that went on, and a lot of our people actually made contracts with a lot of these people. You got to go back and study the Moranos. We got European blacks. We always talk about Europeans, but it was niggas in Europe before it was white people. If we don't pay attention to history for real, then the story is leaving out a lot of bleaches where we won't understand where slavery comes from. Slavery is only a mind thing. Now, I understand people talk about chattel slavery and all of that, but I even have to go back and look at some of those things. Yeah, it's highlighted in the media that, you know, the white man did all of this. But we got to be real with this shit. The white man can't do nothing without the nigga. The white man actually pays attention to stuff. This is why they're not on the front line right now. This is why the white man put the nigga in the uniform and he took himself out of the uniform. He traded the white sheets because he knew he had to identify himself. And y'all going to find out the Ku Klux Klan, y'all talk so much about the Klan, but 45% of the Klan is niggas and Jews. So unless we don't pay attention to everything multicultural, y'all don't want to believe that, but it is. They got Jews and niggas over there in the Klan, and they've been had them since they started. Elijah Muhammad was one of the niggas that signed up with him, one of the Jews, the Morano Jews, and I'm going to say it, that signed up with the Ku Klux Klan in the 60s. So if we're going to talk about slavery, I'm still going to say this again. Slavery is a choice. Because we got a lot of scholars, and I'm going to shut this down real quick, that's on the phone right now, and I can have my mouth closer to my ears. But I don't see any of you all leaving the slave mentality or the slave system, which is the educational system, the judicial system. Y'all vote. Y'all send your kids to school. So you're choosing to be a slave because we all know on this phone that none of that stuff is right and it's not going to free niggas. So ask yourself again, is slavery a choice? With all that we know right now in 2018, is slavery a choice? That's what I wanted to end that with. Thank you very much. Okay. You're welcome. And I just, you know, and I, I, I... No, 
No, no, no. I mean, you know, no, Kim, no. <laughs> you can't downplay. Yo, nobody dis- – I mean, see, this is that's what's difficult about it. You know, when we say that we had choices, but I don't want it to come off like we just walked into them ass whoopings, that we just walked into watching our women get raped or our men being like um, Minister Justice was saying, buck broken on. We just wanted our – we walked into a situation where we allow our children to be sold. No, 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 no. That is not – you know, we made choices based on now I'm starting to get like everybody else, you, you you know, choices and decisions. You know, I think we made choices based on the information that we had and based on the circumstances and the condition. Black folks didn't decide because you had a few Negroes like you always do. Anytime you have people, a conquering people, you will always have collaborators. That's throughout history. But because you had a few Negroes that collaborated with the oppressors for whatever reason doesn't mean that the masses of African people enslaved chose to or volunteered for that type of treatment. And, yes, Chattel slavery. And I'm going to tell you, like, Hunker Cat, I can't discount the facts you're saying about Elijah Wilder being in the clan, this and that. But, like, Hunker Cat always says, you have to bring those facts. You're going to have to start bringing, like, giving people reference points to go to. And I would just, I mean, that's just advice for me to you so that the people will know where you're getting this information from because a lot of it is, 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 is out there. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of, I don't want to say far-fetched, but it's hard to swallow. So you have to give them, I would advise giving them the reference points in the websites or the office that you're getting this information from so that they can go to it and look it up. But I'm not going to say, I'm going to say the choices that they made, and I'm not even going to say that they were bad choices. They were the best choices that they could make based on the information that they had. And like Chief Ward said, we have to know that because we have to know that that is a part what inspires the liberation struggle is to know you have a choice for self-determination. No one says, like my man, uh, Dr. Khalid Abdul-Muhammad said, I'm what, take, uh, uh, claim no easy victories and tell you no lies or something to this point. Nobody's saying that road is going to be easy. Nobody said liberation is going to be easy because nobody's going to give us liberation. But white supremacy is real. And I know it's hard to swallow because I be down in Atlanta. It's hard to digest that living in Atlanta. And I can understand why it's hard to digest it living in Atlanta because one of the things is when we live in Atlanta, one of those things is this. You only see black folk. You know, every oppression that has takes place or suppression or exploitation, 98% of them is perpetrated by someone of African descent. So I can understand why we were saying, man, what are you talking about these white folks? I've always encountered that in teaching in Atlanta. It's hard to really push and promote white supremacy, not promote, but to ex- expose white supremacy for what it is when every day your every day is faced with black folks. So I can understand that when it's been niggas selling you out every day of your life. You know what I'm saying? But we have to understand that they are symptoms to the root cause, which is white supremacy. Who put the system in place for them to uphold white people who benefit from that, even though we say, well, they got it from black folks. Okay. But they still twisted it and perverted it to use it for their advancement and empower empowerment. Just because some Negro upholds it doesn't mean they are the um, root core behind that, that they're the nucleus behind that. Every day when you look at America, Nationally, 
and internationally, from his capitalism to his imperialism, is white supremacist at its finest. There is no way around it. There's not, I don't care how many Negroes wear suits, act like white folks, beat niggas and this and that, at the root core of that is white supremacy. And I know it's the new indigenous and, uh, movement going on to say, well, black folks were slaves. I respect, like I said, tolerance, compassion, respect. I respect everybody's viewpoint. Come with slavery and talk about the new indigenous movement. I respect that. You know, hell, at times I wish that I could get to that point where I say, well, I didn't come from slavery. But my ancestors scream in my bones, too, and that's what inspires me to do better and to fight for my people because of the sacrifices that my ancestors made. And to say that that didn't exist and that wasn't real, really is, like Sister Khadija was saying, really is a slap in the face of our Google, of our ancestors, who sacrificed greatly for us to be able to have this talk and to be able to call a cracker, devil, honky piece of white shit. I couldn't have said that even 20, 30 years ago without getting my head split on national end. My ancestors who have paved the way, who I say, now those are choices I say, who made those choices, whether it was to endure some of the hardships so that we could advance eventually, who took a gradual process. This is why I don't knock Dr. King. This is why I don't knock the Civil Rights Movement. No, I now, in this day and time, with, with hindsight being 2020, I wouldn't participate in it. You know what I'm saying? I understand, no, I wouldn't participate in it because of my beliefs. But my beliefs are a direct result of the actions taking place because no one can deny the black power movement was birthed out of the civil rights movement. If we deny that, that is to deny the Mukasa Ricks. That is to deny the Kwame Touré's, formerly known as Stokely Carmichael. That is to deny the Imam Jamil Abdullah Alameen's, formerly known as H. Rap Brown. And a lot of these people came out of what? SNCC. You see what I'm saying? What was it? A student nonviolent coordinating committee out of a civil rights movement. That is to deny the first, the Fannie Lou Hammer, the first, what we call the first development of the Panther Party with the uh, Democratic Freedom Party, whose emblem was the Panther. The Robert Wars from uh, the Deacons of Defense, the infamous book Negroes with Guns. So I deny those contributions. I would never deny those contributions. But I do say this. Now, in this day and time, black people, we have a choice. And that choice needs to be freedom. So I leave you as I greet you with all powers to oppress people, African power to an African people. Thank you for spending your Tuesday with me. Black power. All I need is one mic, one beat, one stage, one nigga front my face on the front page. Only if I had one gun, one girl, and one crib, one God to show me how to do things his son did. Pure, like a cup of virgin blood, mixed with 151. One sip will make a nigga flip. Writing names on my hollow tips, plotting shit, mad violence. Who I'm gon' body this hood politics, acknowledge Leave bodies chopped up in garbage. Seeds watch us, grow up and try to follow us. Police watch us, roll up and try knocking us. One
money I duck Could it be my time is up With my luck I got up The cops shot again Bus stop glass burst A fiend drops his Heineken Ricocheting between the spots That I'm hiding in Blacking out I shoot back Fuck getting hit This is my hood I'm a rat To the death of it To everybody come on Little niggas is grown Hood rats Don't abortion your wound We need more warriors soon Sit from the stars Sun and the moon And it's like a police chase The street sweepers and coppers Sick up kids with no conscience Leaving victims with doctors If you really think you ready to die With nines out This is what nines is about Niggas the time is bad All I need is one mic. All I need. All I need is one mic. All I need, niggas. All I need is one mic. Yeah. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.